And the grind, it never stops. Another week on the PGA Tour, another episode of Cash Out with the Coaches. Welcome in. I am the coach, Jonathan Coachman. He is Travis Fold, one of the great coaches in America today. Trav, how are you this week? I'm good. How you doing, coach? I'm doing awesome, man. I feel good. Yeah. Congratulations to Brandon Grace. He wins in Puerto Rico. Colin Morcava wins at the WGC. Uh, before we get into the API, which is one of our favorite tournaments of the year, one of our favorite golfers of all time, Arnold Palmer, we have a guest coming up. Matt Every, who has won the API twice. Can't wait to talk to him. Love the T-shirt. Yes. Uh, but before we look forward, we have to look back. And last week, you said it, that if Colin Morikawa can putt even average because he is such a better iron player that he could win last week, and that's exactly, Travis, what happened. Hey, number one ball striker in the world. He is, hands down. You see it. When he gets it going, it is, it is in the fairway, and it's in the – fat part of the green and he's going to have a look at birdie. I wasn't expecting positive four strokes gain putting after Crazy. what we saw the week before negative, almost seven new grip. I thought to be a little bit of a ramp up, but look, we, we talked about it. This is a tough guy to bet for and against because it comes down to one club for him and that's the putter. And if he's just better than average, he's going to live on the first page of the leaderboard. He has a ton of win equity. He knows how to put tournaments away. It's going to be fascinating, Coach, to watch this guy now for the rest of the year. We've got the Players' Championship coming up. He putts like that. I would have to think he's going to be on the short list at a golf course like that. Um, man, if, if his putting is better than average, we are looking at a 15 to 25 win caliber player. His ball striking is just simply that good. You know, there was some sweet irony also, Travis, that on the week that Tiger Woods shocks the entire golf world and he's in surgery, his right leg is completely shredded on a week when everybody's wearing black and red on Sunday to pay tribute to Tiger Woods, that Colin Morikawa joins a very exclusive club. It's just him and Tiger, the only two players in the history of golf mm -hmm. to win a WGC and a major before the age of 25. How impressive is that to you? I mean, it's, it's, it's very impressive. Um, four wins. Now he's got a major championship in PGA, as you mentioned. Um, he won the work day. If you remember the, uh, event there, they did the back to back. Um, is he an ambassador at, by now, by the way, I would have, have to think, him? right? Yeah. Cause you remember, they, think so. yeah, they went back to back at Jack's place. Remember at Mirrorfield. And, and, and what was, and what was cool about that Trav? Remember that was a, a makeup, that was, they yeah. just put that tournament in there. And this was a makeup too. That's right. Crazy so, is that? That's right. So Workday uh, needs to, you know, step up here and make more college. <laughs> Clearly. Of one of theirs, but it's very impressive. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, he is mature beyond his age. Um, you know, his coach, Rick Sessinghouse, I, I had him on the podcast a long time ago before this run started with Morikawa. You could see him coming, elite ball striker. And one of the things he said to me was really interesting. Two things. One is he said that in college, he predominantly had a draw. And then when they went to the pros, he turned it to a fade. That was kind of the really? first thing. The second thing is, is he's not real big into the technology. They don't use TrackMan a lot. They'll look at video once in a while. You know, it's kind of, a, it's kind of refreshing to be quite honest. I mean, he is, I don't want to say he's a field player, but he, he's very technically sound, obviously. But he's went to the fade off the tee, kind of a la Dustin Johnson. There's a lot of similarities in the way they swing it with their wrist angles. And it's worked out very well for him, that little peel fade. And now getting the putting figured out with this new grip, I mean, sky's the limit. 
And quickly, the other star of the week was certainly the golf course concession that we knew nothing about other than seeing it in the um, NCAA championship five years ago. This course, in my opinion, if it doesn't have a regular tour stop within the next five years, you're going to see it as a major venue within the next 10 years. Because when you can have a course, Trav, that guys can shoot 80s on or a 64, that's a golf course I want. And boy, I've never had a harder week when you talk about golf betting than yeah. last week because I'd be up by three shots in a, in a matchup and all of a sudden, boom, there's a triple bogey or boom, there's an eight for Victor Hovland or, boom, you know, it was it was so much fun, but it was hard to watch as well. What did you make of the course? Well, I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool course. Um, I think the hype was a little overdone. You know, I think the tour was pretty generous as far as how they set it up. I think they could have set it up a lot more difficult if they wanted to. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they could have okay. been um, much more difficult if they wanted to. Um, I mean, 18 under won it. You know, I mean, that's, I that's low. 15 under was right there. There was a lot of guys. So I, I thought it was, um, you know, the way they that the way that it was being positioned was, I mean, are these guys going to break 70 for crying out loud? That's you know, true. Do they need to that's bring true. an extra sleeve of balls? I mean, yeah, there were some big numbers. It's volatile. You can make a triple bogey pretty easy. But for the most part, they handled it. There wasn't a lot of win, but I do think from a major championship standpoint, they've got the room, I think, to make that golf course even more difficult if they wanted to. That'd be awesome. All right, well, that was last week, but as always, uh, there is a tournament almost every single week on the PGA Tour, and that's why we are here. This week, it's the API. It's the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, it's a tournament that positions itself really kind of in a weird spot this year, Trav, because you had that WGC, which all the top players are going to play because it's a guaranteed paycheck. And then you've got coming behind it, the players and Honda and then the math, you know. So yep. this has always been kind of a spot that you really have to talk the top players into playing. It took Rory a long time to come here and play. He took the criticism and then he finally showed up mm -hmm. and he'll be there this week. And he's kind of the favorite to win. What do you make of what people should expect uh, from uh, Bay Hill and the API. Well, it's your, you know, classic Florida course, right? We saw it at concession. We talked about it. You're going to have a lot of water and you're going to have a lot of sand and, and Bay Hill certainly has that. You got to start talking about the wind here uh, in Florida. It looks like Thursday, looks like Thursday, Friday is going to be pretty good. And then Saturday and Sunday, you're going to have some rain yeah. and, and a decent amount of wind on Sunday. So that'll be Interesting. It's a big ballpark. You're looking at 7450, 7450, par 72. Um, you really, when you play Bay, Bay Hill, I've played it many times. It's a very tough start. One and two are tough, and 17 and 18 are tough. So you get off to a tough start, and then it's a tough ending. 18, of course, an iconic par four with the water on the right. You've got to take care of the par fives here. You've got to make your birdies on the par fives, the four easiest holes very different than what we saw last week, right? The four par mm -hmm. fives uh, at concession were very That's right. That's difficult. Right. Yeah. These are pretty straightforward. You've got to make your birdies here. Long par threes. Make your pars. Your short game's going to come into play here as you start missing these long par threes. And then you got to take care of business, I think, and be solid uh, in the par four. So watch the first two holes. Watch the last two holes. Very difficult. These guys, you know, will make their birdies on the par fives and then just kind of really, I think, try to stay above the average when it comes to the par fours. A kind of an interesting list of winners, coach. You know, you know, Tiger, of course, has dominated here. We've got yeah. a guest coming up that's won twice, Matt Every, Rory. These, you know, you got some long hitters here that have won. 
But then you also have like the Terrell Hatton last year, Francisco Molinari, kind of the plotter, right? And yep. I think I think the reason that is is because of the dog leg. There's 12 dog legs here. So you have to manage these dog legs on this golf course. And if you have distance, you can try to carry them. But if you carry them and then you get into this rough, it's penal. You got to play from the fairway here. You really do. The rough is pretty long here. And then if you don't want to try to carry it, then you can just kind of play short of the dog leg and then go in from there. So, you know, you can go either way. I was talking with Steve Elkington and he said, I hated Arnold Palmer Invitational because I was right in between. Every time I tried to carry it, every time I tried to cut it, I wouldn't, I couldn't get there to the fairway. So then I'd have to play conservative and it just frustrated him. He just felt like he was kind of in that middle range and couldn't overpower it, but didn't want to be the plotter so much. And I think you have to kind of decide which way you're going to go when you play these courses. So the dog legs at Bay Hill, I think make this golf course very interesting. You don't want to be stuck in the trees on a dog leg. You don't want to hit it in the water on the dog leg. And you also don't want to be a buck 80 out on a dog leg. Those are things that can frustrate (laughs) you. That's exactly right. Right? Right? And I think we're going to see a mix, Trav, of the last two years. Two years ago, it was 1,200 that won it. Last year, four players were all that finished under par because the wind was was crazy. And the winning score was four under par, and that was Terrell Hatton. I think we'll see somewhere in between. So in that 9 to 10 range this year, because of what you said, I think we'll see good scores on Thursday, Friday. And I think Saturday and Sunday, you see guys either stay there or back up because of the wind that's going to get fired up. That's, yeah, that's I what I predict. Yeah, I agree. Know? I think it's going to be in that 10 range. Yeah, 10 under. It just depends. You know, they're going to get rain on Saturday. If you get 25-mile-an-hour winds on this golf course, watch out. I mean, it is – you're going to see what you saw last year. I mean, Bay Hill can show its teeth in a hurry. And when only four players are finishing under par on the PGA Tour, that's a that's a big boy golf course. That is a big boy golf course. It's almost U.S. Open style golf course. Uh, but the man coming up right now uh, has won this tournament twice. And it's hard enough to win here once. It means so much to so many players. And we are so pleased to welcome into the show right now for the first time on Cash Out with the Coaches, two-time API champion, Matt Every. We are so excited this week to have a two-time champion of the API joining us right here on Cash Out with the Coaches, Matt Every. First of all, Matt, thank you for the time. I know this is a busy week normally for you. How are you? I'm great. Um, it's it's not that busy. I mean, no pro am on. Uh, I don't have. A, I don't play in the pro am on Wednesday. So, and they're there's they're not allowing fans. So I don't like t- ticket requests aren't aren't a big deal this week. <laughs> like I can just don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so. You know I. I had four people, Matt, that reached out to me yesterday and asked me for tickets. You, you I said, Orlando? no, but I work for the PGA Tour. So, oh, they're, yeah. so they're like, can you, I said, I can't even get yeah. myself on, yeah. on site. So <laughs> uh, there you go. So let's jump into it, Matt. Uh, very few people have had the, the pleasure and the honor of winning this kind of a tournament mm. once, but you've done it twice. What is yeah. it about this course, this tournament that brings out the best in you? I don't, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, it's a, it's a, if you hear like sawing, I'm in the kind of a truck. So um, uh, that's what that is. Um, You don't hear anything. All right, good. So I think my biggest issue is being present on the golf course for five hours a day. Like just not who I am like at the core and I battle it every day. And, uh, for some reason, like I noticed it this week too. Um, 
like I practice more, I pay attention more on Mondays and Tuesdays to like what I'm working on. Um, I'm the type of, I'm kind of the type of a guy or a player that, you know, I'll get in a groove and find something in my swing on Tuesday. And then I'll wake up the next day and literally forget like what I was working on. Wow. Um, Wow. I mean, I'll end up figuring it out eventually, but there are plenty of times where it's like, you know, the next week I'll be hitting balls and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> doing that last week, you know? Yeah. I get it. I get it. Hey, Matt, look at this. You, this, you recognize this right here? I this do, shirt? yeah, it's me. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, when's the last time you. When's the last time you threw a club? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's probably been a while, actually. I haven't, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been playing good enough to throw them. You know, I only get mad when it, I only get mad when it matters. Uh, it's not like I walk around every day just chucking clubs. Yeah, but, uh, there were special circumstances for that. that <laughs> this is your live. This is uh, live live forever, uh, forever golf. golf. Live forever yeah. golf. Go check it out. Nicely, I've got a, I've got a couple of these. Here. Let me ask you this, awesome. man. I've played yeah. Bay Hill a few times. There's a lot of yeah. dog legs here, right? A lot mm-hmm. of dog legs. What's what is the threshold, the carry distance, do you feel like on the tees that you're playing that gives that player that big advantage where they can really, like, cut off the dog legs? Is there is there a number in mind? Because you really have to kind of decide, don't you, if you're going to try to cut it or not or play it the way that it's laid out. Yeah, no, you're right. A lot of it depends on the wind direction. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, like, 310, I mean, the guys that are, like, extra long out here are definitely, definitely have, like, a huge advantage. I mean, one, the fairway gets wider, like, if you, the longer you are. Three, you can carry the water. If So that's an advantage. Yep. That fairway becomes wider. Um, but also, I actually think this is a second shot golf course. It's The fairways are generous here. They're, mm-hmm. they're pretty they're they're pretty wide and a lot of the holes aren't dry you know not a lot but there's probably like three or four that aren't even like wood i mean you got you got five is an iron off the tee uh 11 is you can hit chase like an iron down there if it's firm 13 is an iron um uh, and you can play and there's a couple other holes where if you wanted to to be very conservative you could like 10 and 15 you could hit an iron off that tee like 15 right. is a little weird because it's if it gets firm and you hit it over those bunkers it doesn't stop and then it rolls in the rough and you're you're screwed there too um but i think it's you know you got to be in the fair let me ask you this because on this show we 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 spent the entire west coast swing matt mm-hmm. talking about certain players like a max homa who plays well on pola uh in that environment now we switch over to the florida swing it started a week early with concession last week but what do you think is the biggest difference for fans at home who don't know when people that know golf like us say west coast poa what what is the 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 simplest way to describe the difference between west coast golf and east coast florida golf um well, there's usually, there's usually more elements in Florida, like wind always is a factor in, in Florida. The one thing I will say about, uh, like, if you would, this is hard to, well, it's hard to explain. All right. Most every course we play in Florida is overseeded. 
So we're not getting like the true like raw Bermuda rough where it's, you know, there's an art to hitting out of there. If you grew up in it, like it's, there is an advantage to chipping out of Bermuda rough, but this week it's just fucking hay. I mean, it's just overseed that's four or five inches. So, uh, you can probably, wow. you can probably like, I think maybe too much gets read into that. I think the biggest difference is the greens, obviously. And, and the difference in the golf, even though they're overseeded, uh, I believe these are overseeded here. Like they're pretty green for this time of year, mm-hmm. and um, unless they're painted, but uh, <laughs> well, they could be. I mean, they might be. They might be. Dude, no, uh, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you about Arnie, Matt. Mm-hmm. You, you twice now. You have. Uh, You've won this 2014, 2015, right? Mm-hmm. What, uh, you got, do you have a, like a Arnie story for us? Something that was pretty cool when he came up to you, look, whispered in your ear and like, Hey man, you know, anything you can share with us? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was asking me about my grandma. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, you know, when I won in for so I'm, I'm, really good buddies with Sam Saunders and for years. Okay. And so I knew uh Mr. Palmer before you know I won. Um not like on like, you know, if I was walking down the street, he wouldn't be like, hey Matt, but uh <laughs> but um he would uh I think I got paired here with Sam early in my career. Uh and he <laughs> I remember he was driving his cart one year and uh on number eight there's a bunker on the right of the green and you like drove it in the bunker during the tournament it's hilarious um but hey it's, it's his rule his course his rules uh but he was very uh you know he i i know i know how much he knew it meant to me uh to win to win here you know being mm-hmm. local and i probably wasn't the the uh, uh you know sexiest name for that but uh, there's plenty of other names on that trophy that are, yeah, good ones. But hey doesn't man, he do, yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't didn't he do a good job? And, and you'd have to tell us because I've never been around him in this in this kind of atmosphere. But but you hear people talk about all the time that he made you feel like you were like the most important standing important person standing in front of him at that moment. So even though mm-hmm. you you joke about the bigger names being on the trophy, but he yeah. he certainly didn't act that way, right? No, not at all. Not at all. He knew, you know, he knew where I was and um, kind of my background going to to University of Florida down the road and growing up in Central Florida. Um, yeah, it, he, he, he knew the magnitude, like how, how special it was for me. And it was very special. I still can't believe I've won here twice. Um, <laughs> like, and I don't mean like I'm not a good player. I wasn't a good player, but it's just – like when you walk into the, like the names on this, this trophy are, they're really good. I mean, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's weird. It's like tiger, 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 not every, not every, uh, <laughs> you know, there's everyone on there. Like that's yeah. It's Mickelson. Yeah, so it's cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, and many more. Well, along those li- yeah. Along those lines and, and you never know who's going to win. This is the biggest yeah golf betting show in america okay and i know that that? no no it truly is at least in our minds it is in our minds it is 
You're right. right. So, so we're always trying to pick a winner and try to help people out with the information. So you're out there, you're seeing the players. And and if you were picking and you Mm -hmm. were on the outside looking in, like we are, what kind of a player or what couple names do you think people should watch this week? Uh, I mean, you gotta be a striker here. It's, it's, it's hard to fake it around here. Like you'll get exposed. There's so much water in the rut and the rough. And then the, there's a lot of sand in the bunkers these, this year too, more than normal. Mm. So like fairway bunker play, usually like you could, you could, these bunkers, they used to be like perfect. I mean, you'd hit it in them and it was almost, it was just like the fairway. And now it's, there's so much sand. It's, it's a little sketchy hitting out of them. Um, <laughs> You know who I like. You know who I think is going to win soon out here is uh, Tyler McCumber. Oh really? Yeah. Tyler McCumber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's got. He was there. Riv. His his ceiling is very high. I mean, he's he is extremely impressive, like oh. to watch. He's right like, there at Riv. He, I don't even think he realizes how good he is. Like that might be what's holding him back. Is he does hmm. he doesn't really know. Like, uh, and there's there's probably a few other guys I like that. You, you you gave everybody a great little snapshot, though, behind the ropes that we normally don't get to see. So anybody that's watching this right now, if you don't like our picks, take the information that Matt just gave you. <sighs> Ball strikers, a lot of water, a lot of big numbers. and take Stay out of the fairway bunkers. Exactly right. <clears throat> Matt, we and, appreciate and the your, time. Oh, your, European, Europeans normally play yeah. pretty well here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got Matthew Fitzpatrick on our board today somewhere. I know. So there you I go. I haven't played. I, I haven't played played much of him. He's playing pretty well right now, so I think he could be a good pick. Matt, yeah. good luck this hey, week. We'll be rooting for you. And thanks, thanks Matt. so much, my appreciate man. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, buddy. Yep, appreciate Later, it, guys. Yep. See ya. Well, that was really cool to have Matt Every on, and and I tell you what, you talk about self deprecating. <laughs> that was as self deprecating as you can get. That was awesome. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's uh, authentic as it gets. He'll put it right out there exactly how he's thinking about it. But it's interesting to hear that when he does get to Bay Hill, all of a sudden he just starts focusing more. It's it's really interesting. I, I thought that was very, very honest. And I also liked uh, him breaking down the style of player and what's needed because now we're getting into our picks this week. And I think a lot of our picks reflect. And we mm-hmm. didn't even know what he was going to say. Reflect right. what what he said. So our handicapping is on point. So let's get into it. Here's what we do every single week. We take $100. We have five different plays, two head-to-head matchups, a top 20, a tournament winner, and a wild card play. It can be anything on the board. So, Trav, you're up first. Give me your first head-to-head matchup. All right, here we go, Cody. Put up my first one there. Jason Kokrak. There he is, minus 115 over Harris English. What happened? To the Georgia Bulldog, we were riding him. I mean, he was playing some great golf uh, for a year, but the last four events, he has really uh, not played well. A couple missed cuts, really no good finishes in there. And you know, when you look at it, and and as I pull up his notes here with Harris, it's it's kind of a little bit of everything, which is concerning to me, right? Because usually you could maybe pinpoint it to one thing, but he hasn't been good off the tee. He hasn't mm-hmm. been good in the approach, and you kind of get the feeling it's putting a lot of uh, heat on his putter, which he's normally a very good putter. And uh, he just hadn't been putting good at all. Um, he's played decent year in, in years past, but Kokrak, you know, he's one of those names coach that his name just seems to pop up on, you know, you build these models and he's always kind of right there. There's Jason Kokrak's name. He's easy to overlook. And I think in this matchup over English, who's 
um, who's struggling. Kokrak, couple top 20s here in the last couple of years. He was ninth at WGC Mexico last week. Uh, I think he's on a little bit of a heater here with this putter. He's putting well here on Bermuda. I like this. Another week of struggle for Harris. Kokrak just continues to do what he's doing. This is uh, this is an easy one, 25 bucks on Kokrak. I could not believe the number that came up next to Kokrak's name when I was doing my research also. I, I Full disclosure, I, there was like 12 matchups that I loved. And normally it's like five or six. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. I would love to tell you you're crazy. I would love to tell you you don't know what you're talking about. I can't do that because everything you said is spot on. And the fact that you're only laying 15 cents right. to get Kokrak over English, oh, I'm taking that all, all yep. day straight to the pay window. All right, my first head-to-head matchup looks a little something like this. Kevin, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> now, I'm laying a little bit more. Mine is 150 over Kevin Kisner. What? Now, I want distance. I want cutting off dog legs. And I understand Kevin Nah's not going to do that. But guess what? Neither is Kevin Kisner. So where am I going? I'm going with the ball striking. And last week in one round, Kevin Kisner shot an 80 when he was in contention. Right now, he is not playing well. Kevin Na has been as consistent as you can get. He's already won this season on the PGA Tour. And I think that he's the type of grinder, and to use your word, plotter, that is going to play well this week. All I need him to do is beat Kevin Kisner. I'm putting 35 bucks on it. I'm taking it straight to the pay window. Wow, you're laying down a lot there. Minus one fifty nah yep. over Kisner. You know, it's interesting. That's a, it's interesting. Like if it equal playing field, is Kisner a better player than Nah, right? Or is Nah a better player than Kisner? I tend to agree, like on this kind of course, longer. Kisner seems to be a little defeated on the bigger courses, right? He's talked about yep. his press conferences and Nah's yep. just that. Let's go. He never Give, me ball. Give me my ball. Give me my ball. Give me my ball. Exactly my right. Let's go. Get out of my way. He never complains. That's exactly right. And that and that that's what happened last week. Kevin Na's name was in that top 25 all week long. Nobody ever talked about him. He had a, he had a decent finish because yeah. that's how he plays. That's yeah. how he plays. Let all me right, hear say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, your next head up is looking like what? I am officially on the Jordan Spieth no, train. No. Minus one. I didn't see you buy a ticket. I didn't see you buy a ticket for the train. I didn't see it. Over Louie. I mean, okay, first off, Louie plays crazy golf. He plays crazy golf. I mean, that dude makes, I mean, we talk, we know Spieth makes a lot of putts, but last week he had a good week, but he's making bombs. I mean, from all over the place. Positive four and a half putting last week. Positive four and a half at the waste management. Positive seven at farmers. Talk about a heater. That's what Louie does. And then he kind of falls off and then he misses like three cuts in a row. Chips in. I mean, Louie just, he's a tough one to handicap. But I'll tell you what, we go back to that level playing field. Spieth is back. Spieth is the better player than Louie. He stays in. He's playing Bay Hill for the first time, folks. Kind of interesting, right? You think about that. Spieth has never played the Arnold Palmer Invitational. This is the first time. He's playing great golf. He's back. Fourth at Waste Management, third at the AT&T, 15th at the Genesis. Yes, you've got to play from the fairways here, but I think the dog legs will force him a little bit. I don't expect him trying to, you know, force it off the tee. I think he'll play conservative, a lot of irons, um, as Matt was talking about, and I think he'll put the ball in play, let the iron game go to work. We know the short game and putting's back. I actually think the dog legs are going to kind of force his hand a little bit to play conservative, and that's why I like him here over Louie. The one thing we've seen about Jordan Spieth, and you know that I'm like the conductor of the Jordan Spieth train. 
I mean, I'm right at the front, but not this week. And here's why. Off the tee, hasn't been great. Iron play, not great, but he is making bombs. And those bombs this week, those bombs this week are going to be for pars because he's going to be out of position because he's not driving the ball very well right now. He just is driving it better. That's all he needs. Okay, better, better, but not better than Louie. But he's going to hit Louie. He's going to hit iron off of three par fours. Okay. Okay. You know, I mean, I I think uh, to the dog legs and, you know, that's a bunt out there and then he's going to play it from there. I think his approach game is, is much better. I mean, he was almost positive eight at waste management approach. Positive for like, AT&T. I, I, just, I don't like it for two reasons. A, he's never played here before, but B, because of Louie. And Louie's playing terrific golf right now. And Louie's playing like, crazy, un, you can't handicap type of golf. Uh, believe me, I know. Because I didn't pick him last week and I should have. He was on my board. But Spies, he, he's so hard to, to pick. He is. He's tough to handicap. Yeah. Spies off the tee. Let's put it this way. Take a step back. Okay. Because I'm 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 winning both these matchups this week. You know, I've just kind of thrown a couple in there for free, up to this point, Coach. <laughs> wait, wait, for free? Yeah, I've, I've, for, I've for, for free. I've on purpose uh, lost. Had a few losses just to keep it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm You're winning both of you these. Are Jordan Spieth, strokes gained, tee degree, last three, better than Louis. The difference is Louis chipping in and making these haymakers from 45 feet. So. Okay, you Look. know what? Here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be down in Florida in a couple weeks, all right? Because I... I I'm out of I, town. Well, <laughs> when that, the next time we're in town at the same time, I, I want to put a dinner on this bet. That's how much I don't like this Okay. Play. Are you down for that? Yeah. Okay, dinner on this play. I'll take you stays, and you can have speed in the match this week for dinner the next time we're together in Florida. All right, Cody, keep track of that because I always lose stuff like that, especially when I win. All right, next up, let's go top... Oh, we've got my pick, my pick before we get to the top 20s. And this is a guy who's been an absolute top 10 machine. Last week, despite an eight that Paul Azinger thought was a nine for most of the telecast on Saturday, I was screaming at the TV, Trav. Somebody please tell Paul Azinger it was not a nine, that it was an eight on Friday. And Mm. finally somebody did because it was driving me insane. (laughs) But Rory, I know he's a past champion. He's only played here a few times. But... From what I saw off the tee with him at concession, he had some really good moments. And then he'd have a bogey here, bogey there, because his driver isn't exactly dialed in. Victor Hovland, he was as close, other than that eight, to perfect as you can get. And he made some incredible saves and, and putts. I think Victor Hovland is playing at a level right now that even Rory can't match. I'll take him, and I'm only laying 10 cents all day. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say since we started this show. Which part? That Rory McIlroy can't match the level of play of Victor Hovland. Are you kidding? Correct. Correct. Right now. I'm saying right now. In of the course moment. he can right now. I mean, in the moment. But Rory is coming in. I mean, he 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 owns this place. For the record, the last time Rory won here, I played with him in the pro am on uh, Tuesday. We had a great time. I think he really got relaxed. Went out and won. <laughs> went out and won the tournament. But it's interesting because Rory, Rory, you go back to these dog legs for a second, okay? Yes. To watch him play this course and cut the dog legs was fascinating. I mean. I bet it was awesome. I mean, he's hitting balls like, where in the hell is he going? (laughs) I I mean, he's taking it over 
lines that you're like, is that in the Fiat test should be perfect. You go up there and it's like, my, my God, I'm aiming over there and you're aiming over there. <laughs> but, I will say this. You can't say somebody owns a place that has played their lesson five times. Come on. He doesn't own it, but I mean, T5, T6, first T4. And that's about as close as it gets in this field. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm saying they, they, there, there's a lot of, if you just go off past performances, there's a lot of obvious names that you would play. I choose and, not to do that. And for the record, the next year, you know who I played with in the Pro-Am? Who? Victor Hovland. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right, next up, our top 20 picks. Oh, man. <laughs> who are you going with here? Uh, well, top 20 <laughs> this week, hold on a minute, is Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, yes. Johnny wants to. Okay. Anyway. Oh, he sorry. wants to be a pro golfer. I was like, yeah. Johnny. Oh, somebody. He needs to get a job. He, he needs to get a real job. <laughs> so, His parents need to cut him off. Get a real job. Good Lord. My, you want to be a pro golfer. My top 20 professional golfer. <laughs> you're, you're what? You're what? Is it top 20? Where do we have? Top, top 20. I'm going $15 <laughs> plus 140 on Francisco Molinari. I, you know, I'm really happy now to see Molinari back to form. You know, here's yeah. a guy that took eight months off and he started this hiatus this week, last year. Okay. So he started the hiatus, let, took eight months off, moved his family to, to California and, and then kind of got back in and, and playing. He, and he, I mean, he pretty much lost his game and he came back. He was at the bottom of every statistical category, which was difficult to watch concern, con considering um, that when he won here and then he goes to the masters, it felt like the guy didn't miss a shot for like the better part of two months. Until, mm -hmm. until he hit the ball in the water at Augusta on Sunday at 11. Yeah. I mean, he was playing ridiculous golf. This is a really good spot um, for Molinari. He is the plotter. He's not cutting dog legs like Rory. Um, as I mentioned, he won at 19, T8 um, at Genesis, tied for 10th at the Farmers, tied for 8th at the Amex. I mean, that's the kind of form this guy has coming in. His game's back, and um, I think he'll keep the good play going here. And at plus 140? Really? I can't believe it. I, I, yeah, I could it's, not it's, believe it. Yeah. Yeah. This I love is, that pick. Yeah. This is like Brooks last week when I took Brooks top 20, it was like plus one, I think 25 or something. I'm like, sign me up. Sign you up all day. I love that pick. I really, really do. Uh, my top 20 this week, I'm going to go with a guy who he's very, he's a streaky player. He may go away for five to 10 weeks, but then all of a sudden he shows up for two or three weeks and he's the ultimate competitor. And nobody is going to get Billy Horschel to apologize about anything no. about the way he goes about his business, the ultimate competitor. And so you give me Billy Ho at plus 150 <laughs> based off of how he played last week. Um, I'm taking this all day because he loves playing in Florida. He lives there. Uh, he plays well. He showed that at concession. And so for me, at, at this number, I could not pass him up he has been absolutely when he plays well he's a top 10 machine and he's played well this season yeah i mean he, he doesn't i don't think he loves this place but it's um i kind of get the feeling that horschel is not in love with the dog legs either here that's just my guess i don't know that but i i would be surprised i would be surprised if he makes the cut i hate i don't want to be the one to tell you that but i'm it's okay you didn't yeah. you're not hurting my feelings any it's all right all right next up it's our winner for the week and full disclosure i gave this play out kind of under my breath on the early edge 
our big CBS show. And great minds think alike. Who do you got this week, Trav? Well, I can't believe I'm going to do this. But um, I'm going with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Ooh. 15 bucks on uh, plus 2,500. He was T9 last year, second 19. He obviously loves this place. It's got that uh, European flavor. We know the Europeans do well here. We saw Terrell win it last year. We've seen Rory win here. Um, you know, I build this model every week in this, in this, in this system. And I kind of weighed it out with how I think the course is going to play. And Fitzpatrick ranked out as number two, uh, in this, in, in, in the Good. last 24 rounds. And, and there's a couple stats that I want to share with you. One of them, uh, is strokes gained putting, which we know on Bermuda here is going to play, uh, is going to play a role. He, he's right there. Master Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. is a wonderful putter. I mean, he is mm-hmm. one of the, the top, I would say 20 putters, uh, in the world. You know, what's interesting is he, he really checks out well off the tee as well. I think he kind of, he, he knows how to play this course. He's not indecisive. You kind of get that feeling like he knows what he wants to do off the tee. He knows what he wants mm-hmm. to do into the greens. So I think he checks out very well off the tee in the approach game. And he's really taken advantage of the par fives historically here. So uh, you add all that up, he's a good pick. He's really playing well. I mean, really playing well. You look at his recent form. He was 11th last week at WGC, which was a very tough track, and fifth at the Genesis. And it's all green. There's no red there in any statistical category. I think he's playing some of his best golf. He's got six Euro wins. His next step, coach, is a PGA Tour win. And he knows that. His next step is a PGA Tour win. Why not at a golf course where the Euros have have fared very, very well at Bay Hill? And, and let's keep in mind, too, that I think part of the reason he's playing so well is because he committed to coming over here during COVID or after COVID yep. and staying here and playing. And he's, yep. not, he's not running back and forth, and I think that's a big deal. I that's really, really point. do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that's and a good point. And we're starting to see those, those, those consistent finishes. And we heard Matt talk about how the Europeans, for, for whatever reason, play well here. Uh, and he is, I mean, it all speaks to a really great finish this week from Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm going to go with another guy who is red hot, played well last week, uh, has been showing up a lot. He's already won uh, in 2021. And I feel like the more attention Patrick Reed gets, Trav, the better he likes it and the more it fuels him. And I think behind closed doors, he sits there with his caddy and his family and his team. And they're like, look what we did today to tick all of them off. And I think he thrives <laughs> off of that. He does. Some people love being a heel. They just do. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he loves ticking people off and making millions of dollars. And he's going to do both this week. Patrick Reed raises the trophy on Sunday night. Book it plus 2000. I'm putting a whopping $5 of my hundred on the winning pick. You are a big gambler. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go with how I teach our followers yeah. <laughs> that on a winning pick, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Your pick could be great. My pick could be great. And they could double bogey 18 and we lose. How great right? would it be if Patrick Reed won the players championship next week? <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Every player oh. would have to do that. That quote. What do you think about Patrick Reed as your players champion? <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the tour, they protect him. You know, you know, easy, Xander, easy. All right, it's time for our wild card, our final pick, which is a wild card. It can be anything on the board. What do you, what do you have uh, this week, Trev? Well, I'm going back to my boy. There he is, not Sanjay. Sanjay, get oh. out of here. 
Sanjay, get out of here this week. I can't take another week of Sanjay M. Uh, Sam Burns, <laughs> top 10 plus 350. I mean, you know, you guys know how I feel about Sam Burns. If you follow me, I've, we've predicted a win. He was close at the Genesis, had the lead, faded away. Here's what I want to see from Sam Burns. Is he going to get back on the horse and get back out there and get back on that first page of the leaderboard? Or is he going to kind of fade back a little bit and then we'll kind of see him down the road? Interesting place for him. I, you know, he's long. I think he'll probably try to play it more like Rory. Um, we know he's wonderful in the approach game, and we know he is fantastic on Bermuda greens. Why not, right? His, his I mean, his bugaboo short game, which I've kind of got value down here. I mean, I think you're, I mean, obviously you need a short game, but I don't think it's as important here as we saw either. last week, as we saw last either. week with a lot of those pushed up greens and whatnot. I, I just think you can't be a dog here. So I think his weakness is kind of down. Um, Louisiana kid, Bermuda grass. He's not scared of this water and sand, this wind. Like he's kind of used to all this. Get back on the horse, Sam Burns, top 10. Let's go. And let's keep in mind, when he was at the Genesis, Trav, uh, there were a lot of big dogs behind him that were hunting, right? Oh. This week, no DJ, no Rom, no JT, and no Cantlay. A Good lot point. of the big dogs aren't going to be chasing if he gets in contention. I think that matters. I think that matters. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. Plus 350. Uh, can't can't do anything better than that on your wild card. Yeah. And my wild card, I'm going back to Bryson. God, you love Bryson. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you this right now. That oh, Bryson figured it out over the weekend at concession, <laughs> and he's got to dial it back a little bit. I know he doesn't like to, but he will. So the big question here is this: because he loves, he's he's had a couple of high finishes here at this tournament in the past. Yeah. But on the par five six, all we've heard, Trav, is will Bryson try to do it in the practice rounds or would he ever dare, and a great job by Cody, going from the tee, driving all that water to the green. It's about a 370 carry. Nobody's ever tried it in competition. A few golfers have done it just, you know, try, trying to see if they could do it. A couple of long drive guys did it. Do you think he would ever have the guts to try that in competition? I mean, not late on a Saturday or Sunday, no. Out of the cut, or, you know, he's going to miss the cut on a Friday, maybe, downwind, but not not in the heat of the battle. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to agree with you, but that would be one of the legendary moments in the history of the PGA Tour. If Bryson walked up to the tee on six on Sunday with a one or two shot lead and he turned his shoulders straight towards that green, oh, man, that would, would be something that would, that would else. Be awesome. That would be something else. It really <laughs> it would, would be awesome. Hey coach, Ooh. here's what I want to see from Bryson. Okay. I don't want to see no more of these long drive videos with Berkshire. I want to see nine irons, seven irons and five irons practicing approach shots into the green because his distance right now, it don't mean nothing unless you get the approach game dialed back in. And he hasn't been good in the approach game at all. And that's why, you know, he missed the cut at the Genesis 22nd at WGC. His last really good approach game week that he had the U.S. Open when he won with that distance. So let's see if Bryson can get some finesse, some proximity going with the irons. He's very, very smart. He has a tendency to figure it out and show up just when we start to count him out for doing all this craziness, I feel like this is one of those weeks where he starts to tune it back up. All right, that's going to do it. We've given you all the information you could possibly need 
or want. We've given you the picks. Make sure you follow us every week. Follow Sports Pub Media on social media. Go to our YouTube. Leave us a comment there. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review there. Wherever it is, let us know how much you love the show. And we're ready for another <laughs> another <What>? great week <laughs> at the AP. I'm just reading something Cody wrote on the screen. All right. For Travis Fulton, for Cody Mara, our incredible producer, our incredible partner, Sports Pub Media. I am the coach. Remember, every single week, you want to cash? Well, you cash out with the coaches. Good luck. See you.